Welcome to the Smarter Software Outsourcing Podcast. I'm Frederick Joy, and you might know me as the co-founder of Arcanis, a software team augmentation firm in the Philippines, and more recently, Bulgaria. In this series of the podcast that I like to call Outsourcing Stories, I interview tech founders and executives who have been hiring resources from us for quite some time. I let them share their experience working with our dedicated remote developers and how the staffing model helps them accelerate product development and cut their time to market without having to increase or go over their budgets. And so I really believe transparent and no BS relationships are the only true way to bring entrepreneurs the peace of mind they deserve. And the same is true on this podcast. So you'll get nothing but honest and unfiltered feedback. Today, I'm happy to introduce PaymentLogic co-founder and CTO, Mark Nimco. His platform streamlines the payment of all business expenses and is one of Australia's fastest growing technology companies. Yeah, when we started, we we're processing approximately $200 million of payments each year. And then after three years, we'd grown the soft software development team from two resources to 15. And at the same time, we were processing just over $1 billion of payments annually. Nice. So just to uh, reframe a little bit, can you tell me a little bit about what your business is exactly and uh, what types of services you provide? Sure. We offer a payments platform that streamlines the payment of all business expenses. Our platform lets businesses earn more reward points, optimize their cash flow, decrease fraud, and increase security. And before, before Arcanis, so you, you started the business uh, before 2016. How were you doing? You, get, you got to know us and yeah, engaged with us. Well, yeah. Well, before Arcanis, I'd led local so, small software development teams based in Australia. So I've been a founder of two software as a service payments related companies. Uh, the, the first one was focused on sports event registrations. And my current one, Payment Logic, is focused on business payments. Um, what were your frustrations that triggered you to actually work with, uh, with Arcanis? Well, at the time, finding good technical talent in Melbourne was quite difficult. I had advertised for local staff, but couldn't find any suitable candidates for just over three months, I think. And I, I think I remember, but correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, we were in touch first and then we, we kind of failed an initial test or you weren't really happy with the results. And I think you went on to to hire someone uh, locally that actually, I think, left after three months or something like that. And that's when you you kind of went back to, to looking at offshore. You shortlisted three or four companies to which you gave a proof of concept and you invited us again of that that you started working with us. Well, that's right. So, I mean, my original intention wasn't to um, find a team based in another country. I thought it might be easier to manage a, a team based in the same physical office. And it was really through a lack of being able to find suitable candidates over that period of time. And yes, we had one false start with a, with a local candidate who I think got another job offer, a better job offer after a week. And so out of a little bit of desperation, um, I thought, well, maybe we should uh, give, I guess, a try to a new approach. And uh, over that course of time, we did consider uh, a few different providers uh, based in the Philippines. I think Philippines is really a great match for Australia, given the time zone differences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, at that point, I, I, I suppose I had some 
reservations and I wasn't sure how it might work with having a team based in another country. So we did, we agreed on a proof of concept, uh, which from memory was a, as a, a small project that was meant to take four weeks worth of work. And right. I think the team based of two or three um, of your staff. And uh, to be honest, the results just blew me away because the team did such a good job in such a small period of time that I really didn't have any choice but to take those staff on uh, on a full-time basis to set up our first dedicated development team. That's cool. And, and the funny thing is, I think the guys who kind of failed the, t- the initial test uh, were the exact same guys that actually did the proof of concept. Uh, did you did you know that? I well yes, and um, okay. during the interview process, I mean tests. Uh, at that point, we were doing uh, written exams to test out the developer skills, and I think what that shows is that interview tests are sometimes maybe not the best way of establishing how uh, someone might actually work when they're in the role, and so. Um, while that is very funny, I think it's, uh, it's, it's more valuable to see how people work during that four week. From the experience with you and, and then later on with other uh, uh, prospects is that guys don't necessarily always ace these, these tests that are maybe not, I would say, um, the image of what they would have to do in, in real life when they're working, but are a bit more abstract. Um, I don't know if it was the case with yours, but it's the case with, uh, with a lot and, uh, of other prospects. And then we, we just tell them, okay, well, give us a proof of concept or start working with us for about two weeks um, and then see how it's going. And, and in these cases, we, we don't have any, any failure, actually. Yeah. So that was a learning that we, we got from you. And so uh, once you started working with the, with the team, what, what results did you achieve? Um, what areas of the business improved? Sure. I, I mean, in the, in the first three years, we grew our payments volume to be more than five times the amount before engaging our Canis. And so that quick growth uh, really is directly related to the outstanding contribution from our dedicated software development team. That's a big improvement. And so why do you think they improved, freed you from, I mean, you could hire as many people as you could when you needed them, or you could hire more people because of the, of the cost maybe, or maybe a bit of both? Well, yeah, I think it is a combination of both. So firstly, the, all of our resources come with outstanding technical skills, uh, and they were all ready to contribute positively from the first day that they joined the project. Then once they joined the project, uh, the cost differential between local resources, we could grow the team roughly twice as quickly as we would have been able to do if we would have hired locally. Besides that, I mean, growing the team twice as much with the same budget, what what do you think the impact of working with us has been, if, if there's anything besides that? Well, I think in addition to the great technical skills and the high value, the team comes with enthusiastic thirst for work and a great culture. And so part of our success has not only been having the right technical skills, but just working really well as a team. And so the, some of those attributes, I think, come standard uh, across all of our Arcanus resources. Another question, why did you pick a dedicated development team and not um, a remote freelancers? We understand why you didn't pick onshore developers because of the cost and, and maybe the, the fact that it was difficult to, uh, to find, but uh, why not freelancers? Yeah, well, I guess for me, this is an easy no-brainer question. Uh, with a dedicated development team, uh, you, can, you can grow them, you can incentivize them and, and measure them. And remote freelancers, I think, are useful in some circumstances. But as a business owner, 
uh, you know, I require someone who can assume responsibility for key outcomes and uh, someone on a sort of short-term contract arrangement. Generally, that doesn't happen. That's where we're going to change a bit of, of topics. Uh, where did you hear about us first and, and what piqued your interest? The first time I heard uh, about our chemist was actually in response to our job ad that we placed in Australia. And at that point, I wasn't yet thinking I would, I would enter into an arrangement with, with uh, an outsourcing arrangement based in another country. And I think it was after an initial conversation with you, Fred, uh, I was just really impressed with the great culture that I saw and the openness of the founders. And so I thought, well, maybe we should, um, maybe we should give this a try. Um, we explained, I think, why you did decide uh, to to do business with us after the, I mean, the initial failed test and then uh, your struggles to, I mean, come back to us be because you didn't find the right skills. So I think it explained also a bit why you decided to pull the trigger. Uh, you mentioned that um, because the results of the proof of concept were impressive or uh, surprised you, I think, in a, in, a, in a good way, you decided to pull the trigger. Is that it? Absolutely. So, I mean, after the initial four-week proof of concept activity, uh, I was immediately sold on the value that our CANES provides. The team did more work than we expected them to in the short time frame. They did to a really high quality. You know, it was a very easy decision to, to bring those resources on full-time. I have another question that I didn't think about because you, you mentioned that you had sent the test to other companies uh, as well, I think all in the Philippines. How did we compare to them? I've never asked you that question, actually. Um... Look, uh, I think the technical capabilities of the Arcana staff are second to none. So uh, the Arcana staff did better in terms of programming knowledge and skills. And I think, to be honest, our original uh, test may have been too much for anybody to complete within the time frame that we gave. It was attempting to assess a whole bunch of different things, but uh, essentially your resources had uh, better technical skills than anyone else that we uh, considered for the, for the arrangement. And was it also different in terms of the communication? I know there was not so much because we had this test on, the, on our end to do and, and there was not so much collaboration really. Did you see any difference there or besides the technical skills at the, at the beginning? Uh, well, I think we've always uh, been able, I've always been able to communicate very well and effectively with uh, our team members. One of the other maybe pleasant surprises for someone who hasn't considered outsourcing is that the team um, are fluent English speakers uh, and generally communication is not an issue. And uh, right. these days with uh, video conferencing and remote platforms, uh, I guess it, it doesn't actually matter if those, if those uh, resources are not in the same office. Uh, even more so uh, because of the pandemic. Okay. Can you describe working with us? I mean, in what area do you get the most value? Because, I mean, you almost have the entire technical team that's outsourced to us, which is uh, a bit of an unusual setup because you're the CTO. And uh, I think the re reminder of the team is with us. Most of our other clients have, I would say, a bit more people uh, in Australia or in Switzerland or wherever they are. Sure. Uh, I think our current team has certainly evolved over time. And so when we started, uh, the first uh, team members were developers and we had um, other, you know, other parts of our software development team based here in Melbourne. And through normal staff attrition and as well as the growth of the company, we've simply chosen to keep uh, adding more Arcanis resources to help make our team uh, grow as quickly as possible. 
Um, what I can say is that the output of each of those resources is considerably higher for the Arcanist team members than what we were able to achieve and measure in the past with local staff. So not only do the team have great technical skills, uh, as I mentioned before, they came ready and trained to meaningfully contribute from the very first day. Due to the success of the first team members, we've just chosen to keep adding team members to the point where we now have the whole software development team based in the Philippines. I mean, some of the team members are also helping you with business analysis, uh, well, testing, obviously, because it kind of comes with the, with the team. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So we've got um, uh, team members that uh, in the role of business analyst helping us with the requirements workflow. Uh, we have a UI designer on the team uh, as well, who, who uh, luckily for us does uh, some JavaScript and client-side development in addition to her design work. Uh, yeah. We have two full Scrum teams of three developers uh, and two QA engineers work contained in self-managed Scrum team. And we also have an additional test lead uh, and project manager that sit over the top and just help us keep everything running smoothly. Cool. So how likely are you to uh, recommend us and why should someone listening uh, take action right now? Well, very likely. Uh, anyone listening right now should take action if they want to enable significant business growth quickly using high resources at great value. Okay, cool. Thanks. And if there's anything we can improve, uh, what can we improve? Ah, so far, maybe that's the hardest question. Uh, more freebies for your clients, maybe? More freebies. Okay, well, what does it entail? <laughs> uh, I, I know we sent you once a, a, a few beers. Uh, is that what you're referring to? Well, they're always welcome. I mean, any, um, you know, just obviously joking a little bit. Um, I can't honestly think of anything where, where we feel that, you know, you're not giving us good value, excellent resources. So I can't think of any immediate improvements that I would require from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please like it, rate it, or share it with someone who could benefit from it. Get in touch and tell me what you think on LinkedIn at Frederick Joy or via the link in the description below.